Hi, and welcome back to Sizzling Hot with SM. I'm Sarah Michelle, and we are here today at the bar in my still being renovated kitchen. As you can see, my mom would not be happy with me showing you guys this background, but it is what it is. Uh, we took a hiatus a few weeks back because I didn't have a kitchen sink. I could not cook in my kitchen, uh, but now we have a kitchen sink. We have a countertop. Uh, they're gonna finish the cabinets and everything. So hopefully, by our next show, we should have a completely done kitchen. Uh, so without further ado, I wanna to introduce today's guest. I have Godwin Sang here today. Godwin, thank you so much for joining the show. I am glad to be here. It's exciting to be a part of Sizzling Hot with Sarah Michelle. I've been looking forward to this and uh, really excited about the topics we're gonna to discuss today. Yeah, so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, funny story about Godwin. So when the NFL draft was happening, I was sitting on my couch just hanging out and he texted me. He's like, Sir Michelle, we have a draft party going on. And I was like, bet, let me join y'all. Um, and so I was there for 40 minutes just listening to this guy like go off. Amazing. And I was like, Godwin, you have to be on the next show. And he's like, okay, but only if we talk about the NFL. So today's show is going to be super special because we are just discussing the NFL. We're going to talk about the draft, schedules, picks, teams that we think are going to actually succeed this season, teams that, you know, maybe not so much. So I'm really excited. And, uh, what dish did we make today, Godwin? Well, uh, we made one of my favorite simple dishes and that's chicken teriyaki on white jasmine rice. And I guess this one we get to show it off, right? Let's do our grand reveal. All right, you go first. Yes, At so if you guys don't follow me on TikTok or Instagram, you will not know that I actually made my sauce from scratch. Um, and it's served with broccolini with some green onions. It's delicious everyone in the house is like super happy about it they are asking for more um but i don't know let's look at godwin's let's see if he he's got me beat on presentation i suck at presentation sometimes <laughs> well i'm trying to keep up so this is what i made right here that's gorgeous uh, you guys see it i hope you guys can see it clearly i hope i don't dump it all on my keyboard no but please yeah, don't do that fine. no mishaps today yes yes everything. no miss uh, but yeah, yeah, that was the chicken teriyaki right there. And um, mine was a little bit different because I like to keep mine on the pan just a little bit longer. I like it a little bit darker. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like the sauces really come alive when you leave it on the saucepan for just a little bit longer. So it came out with that wonderful golden brown look that I personally enjoy. And uh, yeah, that's just a little bit about my chicken teriyaki. I love it. I love it. Mine, I marinated it in ginger, ground ginger, ground garlic, um, some soy sauce, and honey. And mm -hmm. so I marinated it overnight, and it is just wow. so tender and juicy. And in that sauce, it is just. Hey. I, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but. Hey, I hope you don't get lost in the sauce because this dish is one of my favorites. It put. It's kind of like, uh, how do you put it? Um, comfort food. Yes. Yes, it's definitely a comfort food. It, it's, it's a good comfort food. So thank you so much for picking the plate. I had a lot of fun making this dish. Um, and without further ado, let's begin. Let's tackle today's topics. We're gonna start with the draft. Okay, Godwin. Mm -hmm. So I already know 
<laughs> how you're going to feel about these things. But what were the three most surprising pickups this past draft? Okay, now I have a lot of surprising pickups. Now I want you to answer this for me. Would you want to dive in into first the good, the bad, the ugly? Which side of it do you want to get? Because I want you. Bad okay. surprising, good surprising. Surprising, like, what are you guys doing over there? Surprising, like, hmm, okay, I think you guys really got to figure it out, you know? So tell me. Okay, so let's do one good pick, one bad pick, and one really nasty pick that, oh my gosh, what was this team doing? Exactly. Okay, perfect. I will go ahead and get it started. Now, the thing is this. I'm trying not to be basic, but I will go according to what I personally believe was the best pick of the whole draft, and that is the Justin Fields pick. Yes, that's right. That's my favorite pick. Did it? They did it. They uh, did it. You know what? As a rival in the NFC North, if you guys don't know, I am a Minnesota Vikings fan. Now I will try my best to not be a homer in this whole <laughs> uh, program, but I will try to my best to be very fair. But I want to go ahead and say that the Chicago Bears really redeemed themselves incredibly by choosing Justin Fields. I think personally he was the most underrated quarterback in this draft class. Personally, I am surprised the Broncos didn't go with Justin Fields at pick, I believe, number nine, right? And um, let me tell you something. This guy, I think he, he, he has the opportunity to change the outlook of this franchise, which probably has never had a good quarterback since Jay Cutler, which is surprising, right? And mind you this, this is a team that went to the Super Bowl at one point with Rex Grossman. Yes. Let that sink in for a second. You know what I'm saying? So having Justin Fields can be a game changer. Matt Nagy coming from the coaching tree of Andy Reid. He can really do some real things on the offensive side of the ball with Justin Fields. And so this pick personally to me was the best place I think Justin Fields could have landed outside of the Broncos. Um, and uh, honestly, I am actually intrigued. And as a Vikings fan, shame on me for saying this out loud. <laughs> guy I really am because I personally feel like he should have never fell this low in the draft class I I definitely agree I think I was extremely surprised he got drafted what in the mid-teens that's kind of embarrassing like what an amazing quarterback the Broncos in my opinion <laughs> Broncos really lost out on a really good pick but I think that the Bears considering Changing management and everything that Mitch Trubisky has done this entire season, I think that they're making an excellent choice by picking up Justin Fields. Absolutely. I believe one thing about the NFL. When you make bad picks as a GM, it's very wise to clean up quickly because if you don't clean up quickly, it will cost you your job. Exactly. Um, I personally feel like uh, uh, the GM pace down there definitely changed it all all up and he decided to gamble again on another quarterback trading up giving up another first round pick uh for justin fields um personally i want to say that that justin fields should have never fell this low like you said and not only that but i think he's a an accomplished quarterback he's confident as a matter of fact they said he has scored the all-time highest score in the mental aptitude test in the NFL, I mean, in all of history. Mind you that, that means he's able to recall 
plays. He's able to remember things in the huddle. He's able, he's an incredibly smart player. Yeah. And I, he never got a fair shake. So it is actually kind of impressive that he got this high. Uh, I mean, this low, personally. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about this pick, honestly. Even as a Vikings fan, I kind of yeah. want to see him win. And it's kind of crazy because um, all offseason, before the draft, they were talking about having Russell Wilson be their next quarterback. Yes. Right? That's and a whole other can of worms for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. And not only that, uh, they were willing to give up, what, three first-round picks? Yes. It was, it was kind of embarrassing. Picks. Like, they were really trying to get him. I mean, they were, really were they were thirsty for Russell Wilson. Yeah. And it's crazy because, lo and behold, they might as well have gotten themselves a mini Russell Wilson. Probably better. He's going to carve his own path out. I'm saying with two draft uh, first round picks. So I'm actually really impressed with them and I applaud them. Uh, even though I really don't like the Bears, I personally <laughs> as a Vikings fan. Um, they're the most difficult to always assess because even though they may look weak, they're always, um, they always give us problems, especially when they're at <laughs> So we're going to be actually uh, seeing them. Um, one time we're going to, uh, Kirk Cousins is actually going to be facing Justin Fields on Monday night uh, during the season. So looking forward to seeing Justin Fields actually um, in primetime lights. So that's Me my too. good pick. That's, that's your good pick? That's I'm gonna my... let you take. A... <laughs> I'm gonna let you take a break so that you can eat some of your food because I already took a bite. My food's delicious, but I want to see how your food tastes. Right. Let's take. While a you bite. think about your bad pick, and now mind you, on this show we try to be as positive as possible. But you know there are some good picks, some bad picks, uh, some bad choices that teams make. Uh, mm. And so, how's your food? Wonderful. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. That's about what I would like to hear. What pick do you think was the best pick? It was Justin Fields. For me, from the beginning, it was Justin Fields. Um, mm -hmm. I think I really believed in him. I agree with everything you said wholeheartedly. Um, if we want to talk about my the worst pick, I think, and I'll probably touch on this later, uh, Rondale Moore, I think he was drafted too low. Uh, I think so. I think so. Talk to so. me. Talk to me. I think so. Um, and... I mean, we're going to talk about this later because I'm going to talk about the Cardinals. But I think that I know the Cardinals, you know, they have DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he's kind of like a freaking like powerhouse. Uh, but Rondale Moore is just super underrated, in my opinion. He knows how to run plays. He knows how to move. He's very fast. And uh, I think that the Cardinals should give themselves – they should have, first of all, they should have drafted him earlier so he could get a better pay. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, can we be certain that he's going to stay healthy the entire season? No. Kyler Murray needs weapons. He needs, like, backups and backups and backups. I really hope that they start Rondale more this season. Um, I want to see what he's capable of. I want him to show off on the field because... Even though Vegas says that the Cardinals are going to probably win like eight games this season, I personally think that the Cardinals are going to go to the Super Bowl. Very bold of me to assume that for a team that doesn't have a quarterback that has shown out these past few seasons. But again, we will touch on this later. So now we're going to circle back to your bad draft pick. Who was the bad 
draft pick, in your opinion? Oh my goodness. Okay. You tempted me to talk about the Cardinals, but we won't because it's coming up later in the show. It's coming up later. It's coming up later. Ooh, I'm gonna have to keep all my mm. keep oh, it together. Geez. Keep it together. Yeah. Yes. Get my Zen. Usa, right? Um, <laughs> so, um, bad picks. I had a couple. Um, and personally, when it comes to bad picks, it's um, it's tough. I want to say that most of the time, and I want to kind of maybe put a disclaimer in the show, no one knows if a pick is good or bad until three years after the draft. I agree. Okay? You got to give these guys a chance to develop give these guys a chance to go actually get uh, some playtime out there and kind of feel themselves out. Uh, but I personally feel, according to what I saw situationally, the worst pick in the first round, especially, was Eric Stokes. <laughs> oh, my God, by the Green Bay Packers. I mean, come on, man. That was probably one of the most disappointing picks because according to... Uh, the rankings that are out there um, and many boards that many GMs had. Uh, Eric Stokes should have never cracked the first round pick uh, in the NFL draft. Now, I do understand there was a run in the draft for many uh, cornerbacks. There were a lot of great cornerbacks. Caleb Farley came off the board. Uh, Greg Newsom, uh, the second came off the board. Patrick Satan. JC Horn, all these great guys who I feel would actually make an impact in their franchises, but I think it was just too much. And I think it was too much of a gamble personally to pick Eric Stokes. Now I'm not saying Eric Stokes won't turn out to be a great cornerback, but I think for the value of the first round pick, he was just not a first round pick material. Um, so Eric Stokes is probably to me the worst pick in the first round. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, the last one. The ugliest pickup of them all. Ooh. And let me surprise you, shall I? Um, okay. I I'm going to hold on to my seat. <laughs> I'm holding all on right. to my seat. You can hold on to your seats because okay. I'm going to have to probably explain this pick. Okay. Um, I think the worst pick in the whole entire draft overall, that's just the first round, was Kyle Trask. Okay. That's right. I said it. Okay. Contrast was picked, I believe. Um, if I'm not mistaken. I'm probably look it up, but he was Kyle picked Trask. by the uh, by the Buccaneers in the second uh, round. By the uh, yeah, by the World Champs, the Buccaneers. <laughs> um, quarterback, Florida. I think this was the worst pick. And let me explain why. First and foremost, if you watch the tape, you'll notice Kyle Trask is incredibly underdeveloped, okay? I mean, this guy had weapons on his team. Um, not only the, probably the best, uh, was it Kyle Pitts? You know, best tight end in this, uh, in this draft. In this draft. Yes, but he also had Kadarius Tony, which I believe he's the most underrated wide receiver picked in the first round by the way, by your New York Giants, I think they got a real, real, real game changer. He's a game changer. Yes. I'm going to say it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. You know, a Thank lot of you. guys. It makes I, me really I, happy. You know what? Look, you guys missed out on Devontae Smith. Yes. Okay. 
uh, obviously because the Cowboys and the Eagles decided to, you know, switch it up on you guys. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, you guys probably picked one of the most underrated wide receivers in this draft class, Kadarius Tony. I mean, this guy is it. He's the it guy. Okay. Um, Jalen Waddle. Okay, Jalen Waddle. Yes, uh, the Dolphins pick and, uh, picked him up uh, with the number six pick in the NFL draft. And the reason why they picked him up is because everybody was comparing him up uh, with Tyreek Hill. And I want to say personally that Jalen Waddle is fast. He is probably one of the better slot um, wide receivers in this draft. But personally, I feel that the playing style Kadaris Tony plays with best resembles Tyreek Hill. I mean, this guy, I personally feel he is a game changer. He makes cuts. He catches the ball in the middle of the field. He's not, he's not afraid of contact. He doesn't drop balls. I mean, this guy makes cuts like crazy. If you watch his tep, uh, tape, you'll notice that this guy is a total game changer. And if he's a, um, on any team, he's a quarterback's kind of like safety blanket. I mean, yeah. you just throw it to Kadaris Tony, and he makes magic happen all the time. I mean, this guy can yeah. make six def defenders in front of him look like they're just probably one or two of them out there. Okay? I mean, this guy is tough. Not only that, but I actually watched some news on him, and he was in uh, in practice, and he was actually uh, uh, he he wore the wrong size shoes, and so he almost got injured, and so he decided to practice God. with one shoe on, one shoe off. I mean, this guy's a dog. This is the kind of guy you want as a wide receiver. He's dedicated. He's fast. I mean, I personally feel he's so underrated. And someday yeah. you will be hearing Kadarius Tony as one of the best receivers in the NFL. Put, I'll put my name on it. Okay, I'll put my okay. To bet these these shows are forever. The internet is forever. So people are gonna <laughs> they're gonna go back yes. to the show and they'll be like, yeah, Sarah Michelle's guest. He said that Kadarius Tony. Hey, we gotta be sizzling hot. We gotta be sizzling hot. That's your we sizzling gotta hot be take. Sizzling hot, and that's my sizzling hot take. He is going to be the next Tyreek Hill. I'm okay. gonna say he is okay. he's good, man. This guy is who I mean his you just gotta watch his tape. He's the real deal. Now I Jaylen haven't seen Watt, any of his tape. You gotta you gotta check him out. <laughs> okay. So hyped about him. Uh this guy's a real deal personally to me. He makes good cuts. I mean, he catches the ball in the middle of the field. He's not afraid of contact. I mean, this guy can I mean, if you match him up with safeties or linebackers or anything, it's it's game over. Um, but yeah, anyways, but Kyle Trask, I personally believe was the worst pick because number one, he had the best tight end in this whole entire draft. Not only did he have the best tight end, but I personally feel that, um, I mean, according to the, the, the professionals out there and the scouts out there, he had the best prospect probably in a very long time in Kyle Pitts. They call him the perfect player, not only the perfect player, but the perfect tight end, okay? He had the perfect tight end. He had Kadaris Tony, who has, to me personally, Tyreek Hill type of game-breaking speed, not only game-breaking speed, but cuts. I mean, this guy gets open. He's just the perfect wide receiver to have in the slot. And guess what? He wasn't able to do much with that. Uh, if you watch Kyle Pitts' tape, you'll notice that his footwork is off. As a quarterback, he's trash. Just keeping it real. 
He's just not that good. He's not worth a second round pick. And personally, I feel like that was kind of surprising, especially for a defending champion. Yeah. With Tom Brady, what playing, he's what, 45 turn, uh, turning 46? There was a statistic that said that Tom Brady, the average, Tom Brady is older than the average age of the parents of the players that are in the NFL. He's and old. Why or, I'm telling you, it did not make any kind of sense as a Bucks GM to pick a young quarterback, especially when you're reloading for another shot at winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Why would you pick a quarterback in the second round? They were especially gonna... after you signed Tom Brady for another four years. Like it is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I personally feel that was the worst pick in the entire draft because number one, you're not actually thinking about your current future. And number two, you picked a player that is so developmental, you could probably pick them up in the sixth round. Yeah. Kyle Trask is just not that good. And I hope that if he's listening to this, it's not personal, bro. I'm just watching the tape. You're just not worth a second round pick. No offense at all. You could be Tom Brady someday. But look, you're just not worth it. That's what I was about to say. He could be Tom Brady someday. And you're out here just dragging him. I personally feel like, look, the odds are out there. I personally feel he's either going to be a backup someday at best. And if he's not a backup, honestly, he is, um, I don't know, somewhere holding the club forward. Uh, he's just not, he was not worth the second round pick. Just keeping it real. I just think keeping he's it real. the ugliest pick. Yeah. Okay. The ugliest pick. All right. So really quickly, who do you think won the draft overall? Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. And I come back to the whole uh, idea again. You got to, it's about two, three years down the line. Um, yeah. But I personally feel like the Chicago Bears won the draft. They won. Okay. They won the draft. Um, With Justin Fields. And who, who else did they draft? Um, one draft pick that I thought was really underrated. Now, I do have a couple. Let me put it this way. I think it would be fair if I pick more than one team here. Okay. Uh, so I have a Go better ahead. chance of looking good three years down. <laughs> statistically, uh, yeah. Statistically, statistically speaking, right? if you pick more than one team, you might hit it on the nail or, or something like that, you know? Yes. Uh, and that's what I want. I want statistics, you know, statistically better chances of looking good at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Uh, I personally feel like first uh, person, um, I, I, I feel like the Bears really won the draft because they they took another gamble you know uh obviously yes. mitch trubisky was we can honestly and 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 he was a disappointment okay uh keeping it real he picks like mitch trubisky get people fired okay um it's true um but i think they really re redeemed themselves with justin uh fields i think he's going to be an exceptional quarterback not only mm -hmm. that but i really 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 like their second round pick and that's telvin jenkins yes he's an old lineman he is that position that's normally forgotten and boring but i think this guy is incredibly sound i mean his technique as an old lineman is incredibly sound he looks harmless but let me tell you what he will neutralize your best edge rushers and he will keep keep that boy justin fields safe and looking clean all game long and let me tell you something no quarterback can be great without a great O-line. Exactly. 
I'm sure there have been many Tom Brady's in the NFL who have lost the opportunity to be great because they just didn't have the protection. Okay. Let's not even let's not even talk about the what could have been. Just think about what's his name, uh, Patrick Mahomes during the Super Bowl. That was so embarrassing. Four hundred and ninety-seven yards he ran in that game. That is the <laughs> that was most so embarrassing. Not only historically, but just seasonally, like anyone has ever ran away from defenders as a yes. quarterback. And uh, let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how great you are. If you don't have an O-line. You're going to be struggling out there. It doesn't matter. Exactly. exactly. And let me tell you something. Ryan Pace was gunning. He is fighting for his job down there in Chicago. <laughs> and I think he might have kept it, okay? And he got Telvin Jenkins. And I want to say that he... Uh, that was honestly, uh, personally to me, he might be a sleeper pick. Uh, I know a lot of guys don't watch um, O-linemen, but I think they're game changers. Uh, but yeah, I think the Chicago Bears uh, definitely won the draft. And not only the Chicago Bears, uh, hopefully you'll give me another chance to, to create more of a portfolio of success here. Uh, but I think <laughs> the, New York Giants, the New York Giants won the draft. Let me explain why. Some people uh, said some people it was the Jets. I think both New York teams won the draft, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna hand it off to you because my opinions don't matter because I'm very biased. Go ahead, Vikings fan. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Vikings fan. Hey, you gotta be sizzling hot, okay? Your opinions do matter. Um, Not today. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Let me put it this way. The Jets won the draft, and this is why. Number one, Zach Wilson, guys, is better than you think he is. I'm going to go ahead and say this. And, yeah, I might get some people looking at me funny. (laughs) Zach Wilson has Patrick Mahomes' potential. Sizzling hot. Only hot takes here. Has hot takes are bust. Patrick Mahomes' potential. I mean, this kid is special. Uh, his yeah. rele- release is one of the fastest. Um, I think the only thing that probably can destroy him as a quarterback is his mentality and how good he's coached. How well, should I say how well he's coached. Hopefully he gets a great coach around him. But yeah. he has Patrick Mahomes' potential. I mean, this guy can do it all. He's a go-go gadget of a, of, a, of a quarterback. And honestly, I would have never shamed the Jaguars if they had decided uh, to, to take Zach Wilson first. Take Zach Williams. Zach, yeah, Zach Wilson's first. According to the info that I'm seeing right now, Patrick Mahomes is 6'3". Let me tell you something. Um, I know we hate to talk about this, but height matters when it comes to quarterback. Russell Wilson, I know he's out there. He's elite. Don't get me wrong. He's an exception. He's very small, small, but he's an exception. You know, uh, Drew Brees is out there. He's an exception. I'm not saying you can't make it as a quarterback as a short guy, but I want to say that you need a big guy at the quarterback position. And let me tell you what, Zach Wilson is a big kid. He's 6'3". As a matter of fact, I was reading an article, and um, Fred Warner, um, linebacker from the 49ers, now he's a Jet. Um, and he, he was actually sent by his coach 
uh, I forgot the Jets' new coach. Um, he was the the 49ers' uh, defensive coordinator. Great guy. Uh, he was actually sent to actually scout Zach Wilson, and he, and, and he was told to go ahead and hug Zach Wilson to figure out how big he is. And Fred wanted to say he was big as Patrick Mahomes. But I want to go ahead and say that Zach Wilson, he's a big kid. I think he's smart. I think he's incredibly physically uh, capable. Now, one thing I will say that may deter his career, his uh, medical records show that he had a couple uh, surgeries on his shoulders. Yeah. That's not really what you want to hear as a guy who who is going to, you know, be drafting a guy who's expected to throw, which you need your shoulders. Um, but Zach Wilson is going to be great. I personally feel like he's um, he's very underrated. I think people don't notice how good he is, and I hope the franchise doesn't ruin him because the Jets have a <laughs> Don't be me. I'm just keeping it real. Keeping it real. Look, we're, we're on sizzling hot, okay? All these With takes, man. All these takes, man. The you internet's gonna drag me. Let me tell you something. We are ruthless here, okay? Because look, no, we can't, we're kind. We can't be in the middle of the fence, you know, we're not here for fan service. We're here to keep it real. So okay. I'm here to give you the hot, sizzling hot. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah. Now this other reasons. Excuse me. I am stuck on Zach Wilson because that's I, fine. That's fine. We can. Uh, we can. And, and don't worry. Go ahead. Okay, but I did think that they did reach for Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, he is a guard. Uh, he's one of the highest graded guards, I think, in this draft. I think they did reach. Personally, I don't think they should have gave up all the picks that they did to my Minnesota Vikings, but I'm happy. I'm happy. They're you got picks. We got, got picks. picks. We got picks for a pick that we personally felt should have gone at 14 personally. But nonetheless, Elijah Barry Tucker is legit. And I think in this league, catch, just hear me out. Guards are going to be valued more than tackles at a certain point because the defensive tackles are ruining plays. Because let me tell you the truth. As a defensive tackle, you have the shortest amount of yardage towards the quarterback. Guys like Aaron Donald are ruining and wrecking games because they get to the quarterback, right? Let me tell you something. In the near future, we're going to start seeing more guys like Aaron Donald ruining games. Football is only getting faster, more physical. Guys are getting bigger. Let me tell you something. That means that if you're going to protect your quarterback, you're going to have to start from the inside outward. Okay? And so Elijah Berry Tucker, I thought, was a solid pick. I think they might have traded too high for him, but it was a solid pick. Not only that, but this is a guy I'm really excited about. And oh. this guy actually that made my list of sneaky, good, late-round picks. Okay. Elijah Moore. <sighs> okay. He's special. He's special. Um, I don't disagree. To me, if you watch the tape, he is Odell Beckham-esque. Uh, this guy is a route runner. And let me tell you something. Uh, it's hard for wide receivers to develop in the NFL. Uh, I don't want to go ahead and be a homer, but I think it's really special that Justin Jefferson is who he is. And I think personally he should have won Rookie of the Year because it's hard for a rookie to get into the NFL and be great. Because cornerback or, con, cornerbacks are faster, their, their route recognitions are better, 
And so for a, a, a corner, a wide receiver to get into the league and do his thing, it's hard. But I think if you want to get a wide receiver to be successful early in his career, he has to be a great route runner. Yeah. Let me tell you something. This guy, Elijah Moore, he will get open. And I was hoping guys like the Chiefs or something or a team that's more stacked would pick him up because he'll be facing third cornerback on coverage or the fourth cornerback. Let me tell you something. This guy right now as a rookie, he could beat 80 to 95% of the third quarterback, a cornerback in the league. I think he's special. I think personally, you're going to hear more about him. And I think Zach Wilson got himself already a legitimate weapon. So the Jets went to the draft. They drafted like their jobs depended like on their, Yes, they did. Because they did. Exactly. And they did. And let me tell you something. I believe they came out of it a better team. And I honestly, I'm, if I was a gambling man, which I'm not, I would gamble on the Jets to be a better team next year. They might go nine, what, seven? What, now we have 18 games. 17 so games. Yeah, so they yeah. can go seven and 10. But let me tell you something. It's going to be the most hopeful seven and 10 you're going to ever see. Okay. Now the last and final, should I say, winning the draft team is my Cleveland Browns. I love the Browns because guess what? Deep down inside, we all love the underdog, right? Yes. And I think the Cleveland Browns are the ultimate story of the underdogs. Everybody knows it at the bottom of the league, you know? But I think they really made some great picks this year, not only picking up Greg Newsome, which is a wonderful cornerback, uh, the second, Greg Newsome, the second, but they also picked up Jeremiah Koromoa, uh, I mean, Owusu Koromoa who is a underrated linebacker, which I personally believe was the best linebacker in this draft. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. He was drafted kind of low. Yes, he was. And I don't know why. I think he has some health conditions that a lot of teams were really concerned about. Yeah. But he is physical. He recognizes things. Uh, Now, mind you, he's new to the position, so I do understand that a lot of teams probably were suspicious of his success, but nonetheless, he's one of the better uh, linebackers in this draft. And for him to get picked up in the second round, he's going to wreck the league. I won't be surprised if, what, next year, um, towards the end of the season, we are actually looking at him as a defensive rookie of the year. He's that good, guys. He's legit. Uh, and I hope he gets the coaching he deserves because I think he has the potential to really be something special. So those are my three teams, the Chicago Bears, the New York Jets, and the Cleveland Browns. They won the draft in my eyes. All right, so let's transition and circle back to something that I brought up earlier. Um, Let's talk about a team that I think is personally stacked and is the Arizona Cardinals. I personally believe that they're stacked and they're primed to go deep this season and quite possibly make a Super Bowl appearance. I know that everybody's like, you sound really stupid right now. Have you seen how Kyler Murray has played in the past few seasons? No, I need you to understand he has built, Cliff Kingsbury has built a defensive line that has 
veteran players, and they have drafted Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, and they have Rondell Moore, which I know people are like, but I believe in him too. I think he's a completely underrated pick, and he was chosen way too late in the draft for my comfort. So, Godwin, I have two questions. I'm going to ask them to you just straight away. I want you to really just take what I'm going to give you and chew on it. Um, give me your assessment of the team, of the team that they have now, and what they need to be unstoppable. That's my first question. And the second question is, do you think that they're lopsided in any way? Um, or is there, a, you know, maybe they are a well-rounded team. Do you think they're lopsided or well-rounded? Um, first off, I want to say that in all honesty, I think we should all be concerned. <laughs> uh, the reason why is because we have to, we don't know exactly what Kingsbury is doing, but it looks good. It looks really, really good. I mean, you have guys like DeAndre Hopkins, who is a bona fide, like, Elite, receiver. top three yes. receiver. AJ Green, who personally I feel like with a more consistent quarterback could be any team's number one wide receiver, right? And not only that, but we have veterans on that team like Christian Kirk, who's a game changer in my eyes. And then you add on top of that amazing wide receiver core, Rondale Moore. I mean, this guy is what they call a game breaker right um and then to top it off on the other side of the field you guys picked up jj watt and not only that but uh, chandler jones who is i mean this this guy is a sack machine isaiah simmons he's an athletic freak i mean this kid is just he's special and then to top it off you pick up zaven collins who i think is an incredibly underrated draft pick um I think this kid is going to be really special, personally. Personally. Uh, if you watch tape on him, he he's he could be the quarterback of this defense. He's special, and I think he has leadership traits that even veterans can follow. So that's a lot coming from a rookie. Uh, let me tell you what. Hot take. The Cardinals are the scariest team in the NFC. You don't know what you're going to expect from them. Cliff Kingsbury, he is that one guy. I don't know. As a coach, you can't read him. We don't know what he's doing. And I think, honestly, if I'm to speak honestly, I can't say I know exactly what the Cardinals are doing, but I am watching. I am willing to actually pay to watch their games because I really want to see how he's going to make all these players come together to make a Super Bowl effort like you think that they're going to make. Honestly, the Cardinals turn out to be the disappointment most are expecting them to be. Yeah. It would be a real disappointment because, I mean, the it's like the stars are aligning and it's just spelling out C- a r d i n a l s cardinals and yeah that's all i can really say about it okay 
All right. I'm glad somebody agrees with me. Um, if you disagree with me, sound off in the comments down below and let's fight. Um, but for right now, uh, we're just going to continue on. Godwin, thank you for uh, humoring me on my weird sizzling hot take. Um, if you made it this far in the video, be sure to like this video, subscribe to my channel. I put out new videos the first and third Wednesday of every single month. We are trying to transition to podcasts. So if you happen to be listening to this on a podcasting platform, hello and welcome to Sizzling Hot. We will be having shows every first and third Wednesday of the month. Now, let's talk schedules. Who do you think has the most challenging schedule this season? And what obstacles do you think they will need to hurdle to be successful? Personally, I feel like, let me put it this way. I didn't do all the math on this, but I guess maybe the viewers can do their own math on this. Maybe this can help them a little bit on this segment of the show because this is the hardest part of it because the NFL changes every year, mm -hmm. every year changes. As a matter of fact, um, a lot of um, the lists out there that you probably see on strengths of schedules are based on how well the teams they will be facing did last year. That means mm -hmm. how much they won or how much they lost. And the weakest schedule is based on the team they'll be facing who lost the most last year. And the strongest teams they'll be facing is how much they won last year. And let me tell you something, the turnover rate in the NFL is amazing, especially with how it is right now, especially it being a passing league, anything mm -hmm. can change. But I will say this, this is a formula that I personally have uh, come to believe that works when it comes to the worst and the best schedules. You don't want your team traveling more than it should. Okay. You don't. Flights, jet lag, all of that really hold teams back from being their best on any given Sunday. So I personally feel like the worst or the hardest schedules always have to do basically on how much they will be traveling. So certain teams, like I know for, uh, I've been very, keeping a keen eye on my Minnesota Vikings, and for uh, certain parts of our schedules, we'll be having to fly coast to coast on back-to-back -back away games. And it doesn't matter who you're playing. If you're playing tired, you will get beat. This is the NFL. This is the NFL. And the best thing about the NFL, and this is why I love the NFL, and maybe some <laughs> viewers out there may love the NFL, it's any given Sunday. It depends what you bring to the table. It doesn't matter how well you did last year. It doesn't matter how well you did this season. If you're in the playoffs, okay, and you come unprepared, you come beat up, injured, or tired, you will get beat. It doesn't matter if you went 13 and three, 12 and four, you know, you know, <laughs> 15 and one, you will lose. And so I believe that if any coach is vying for a easier schedule, hopefully they'll get a schedule that is one that they'll have to travel the least amount of times more than they should. Okay. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and just put that, uh, out there. I don't want to make any sizzling hot takes. I think I've made a lot today on this segment, but that is my equation. And I think, uh, so yeah. you don't have a pick. I do not have a pick. I don't okay. because the NFL is such a turnover rate. So I will, I'll go ahead and do the opposite of what I've been doing and I'll play it safe on this side. Okay. That's fine. That's fine too. Uh, sometimes you got to bring the heat and then you kind of 
have to simmer it down a little bit. That's totally fine. Um, okay, so before we close up, of course, I'm gonna ask you because I don't know when I'm gonna have you again. Um, what two teams are you picking for next year's Super Bowl? Mm. Just bird's eye view. Bird's eye view. That's actually a really tough question. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Me! I pick really tough questions. This is this is sizzling hot. We turn up can the I pick, heat. Can I, pick, can I pick four teams? Okay, two be from quick. The NFC and two from the AFC. Okay, yes. I'm going to go ahead and say the Chargers. I think they have a really good team. They have a young quarterback. They can really do some crazy things. And the Bills. I, know I agree with that. I'll let, you, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. The Bills are scary. They want a championship, and they will get their shot. NFC side, I want to say the 49ers. I feel like they're Thanos, and they just found their final infinity gem. Oh, man. They really did. Trey Lance is the deal, and he will start this year. And the second pick that I want to choose, this may surprise you, if you say the Patriots, I'm going to fight you. I personally <laughs> hope the Bucks are going to have another chance. Oh, okay. Tom Brady is a bad, bad mama Johnny. Back to back. Back to back appearances. He's a bad dude, man. And uh, I never bet him. I never bet against Tom Brady, so. Those are my four. Don't picks. be like JFIA. JFIA bet against Tom Brady. And that's. And he has a red beard now. He has a. <laughs> he has a red beard now because he I lost. Saw that quote. He's, he's now a black leprechaun. He yeah. He has a red beard now because he bet against Tom Brady. He didn't listen to me, and he bet against Tom Brady. You Look. don't bet against Tom Brady, but you also don't bet against Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. To me is the next Tom Brady. I don't know, but okay. <laughs> my Bible salesman <laughs> My Bible salesman is the next Tom Brady. Let me have oh, this. Mac Jones is our favorite Mormon. That's what he is. And uh yeah, I don't know about Mac Jones. Honestly I think he's, he he's right a, for molding. Yeah, someday he's gonna be on a thirty for thirty. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing yet. But yeah, I just want I just know he's gonna be on a thirty for thirty. I know how. I don't know how, but he is. Okay. Well Eric Michelle. I'm This was too I'm, fun. I know. This was so fun. I'm it's just I I'm just I'm upset because the show can't be longer because people have just the attention span of goldfish. But, you know, I'm just glad to have had you today. And thank you for, like, encouraging me to actually make teriyaki chicken. I don't think I would have ever been like, oh, let me just pick up this skill. Like, just just make sauce. Let me just make sauce. Like, and the sauce came out wonderful. So I'm really thankful for your inspiration, for your insights. Um, thank you for humoring me on some of my probably not great takes. Um, I believe in the Cardinals guys um if you watch the first episode of sizzling hot I called that the Phoenix Suns would be doing wonderful and guess what 
the Phoenix Suns are doing wonderful right now. So um, you should probably listen to me from time to time. I may not give you statistics, but I will give you vibes, and I'm going to just let you know that the Phoenix Suns are doing great and the Cardinals are next. Um, so thank you, Godwin, for joining Sizzling Hot. Um, it was good to have you. It was I'm, – I'm honored. Thank you so much for having it having me i'm a fan and guys this is legit sarah michelle is legit listen to this stuff subscribe share this stuff it's legit it's legit, it's legit. a lot of guys get paid a lot of guys get paid and they don't know what they're saying sarah michelle does so um thank you so much godwin for your support and your time and to you my watchers this is sizzling hot with sarah michelle my name is sarah michelle and i will see you next time bye